Welcome everyone. We're about to get begin. This is Hashem BPW number 51. That's Ashpais Pnimi Share for Women Share number 51. Um, we mentioned at the end of last year about how it is wise and a good idea if a Kala teachers and Chassan teachers could collaborate with each other um, because in with the different personalities of the Chassanim and Kalas and different types of dispositions um, to align themselves to see what their halachic views are and their hashkafic views are and 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 that really alleviates a lot of confusion if you work out some type of alignment with them and they consult each other and they provide answers for that particular couple to give them clarity um, so that they have uh, uh, um, you know an understanding with each other pertaining to Shalom bias issues overall and physical intimacy in particular. Uh, sometimes the tensions in this area of physical intimacy is that when often you marry your husband, you, 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 before you married your husband, you dated him, and you see he's refined in his speech and how he eats, and uh, his behaviors are very refined. And then you see, you know, when it comes to the bedroom areas, he's much more, um, you know, forthcoming. And it could be normal. You know, it's a healthy, normal uh, male um, desire and healthy to have strong interest in the sexual arena. And But there could be where he's going a little, you know, overboard with it. And it's hard to tell uh, just like that. So if you have, if there's doubts as far as that's concerned of things that he wants in the bedroom and, and you're not comfortable with or, vi- you know, whatever it is, or could go vice versa the other way around, um Sometimes a qualified, confidential um, person, a rav or or, or or a spiritual mentor, or even a therapist could give guidance to to really to you, you're assured that either there is an issue there where you're taking this overboard or you're hyper focusing on it, which is not healthy, or that it is a normal thing that there is a great interest in this area of wanting to be. Um, with his wife sexually and experience cer- certain things and 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 it's it's really not necessarily you know uh, an indication of a lack of refinement or or a lack of being an elevated person. That's sometimes a misconception. It's hard to wrap uh, one's uh, um, you know head around it, and it goes both ways. Very often, um, again, the same issue is when a husband, um, let's say, the wife has a strong um, libido and 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 um a husband has in his head a, a concept in his mind of what a tsunu is supposed to be like and the refinement and she is but in the bedroom she wants certain things and she's very strongly desiring these things and and it's a misconception on the husband's part to think any less of his wife uh for wanting these things because it could be very very normal most likely in most cases when uh, when they first get married or even after a while and a wife is sometimes disconcerted or a little thrown off balance by the husband's strong desires in the bedroom and vice versa. A husband um, married a tsenua, a refined woman, and, and, and sees that she has strong appetites and, and, and desires in the bedroom. More times than not, 
ninety percent again. I'm, not, I'm putting throwing a percentage there. I don't know what, but most of the time, it is very healthy and very normal. But again, you know, if if you're concerned that there may be an over uh, emphasis on it or a hyper focus on it, and of course we talked about how each one needs to be comfortable and meet midway on things that are. Um, sometimes are not comfortable for one to do one wants something done and the other one's uncomfortable. They have to work through these is- uh, issues. Another thing that's very important is, and I have uh, two books that I did not read, read yet, called My Husband, My King, and My Wife, My Queen, uh, by someone of David Kaplan. So I didn't read it yet. Um, and there is an Indian of refinement of looking at a wife and a husband as a melech malchus and royalty. But the concern sometimes is, is again, it can't be a formality and it can't create distance. Um, and uh, there needs to be, as Einish talks about it and others, it can't be, uh, it, there needs to be some uh, warmth there. And though respect, of course, is extremely important, refinement is extremely important, being elevated is extremely important, but it needs to be taken with a healthy balance of allowing the relationship to be warm and friendly and open and and with some humor, and and that's very important. Another thing is, is how to use, when the Chazal say certain things, how to use it the right way. So, for example... A lot of times, this could be misused. The, the idea of Eza Isha Kishera Kalsha Isa Ritzang Bala, right? Who is a kosher, healthy woman, a wife, that, that, the one who carries out the wishes of her husband. And what's very, very important, and the Chazal talk about this, and the Rabbanim these days emphasize this, that this is not, this Chazal is not a license for any man to force his wife to subserviate his wife to his will to whatever he needs. He has a certain rutzen. She's a Isha Kshera. She has to fulfill all my needs. That is a very immature, and that's not what this Chazal was designed to, meet, to, to, to mean. And the same thing applies the other way around. Any Chazal that talks about uh, what the husband, the chiyuvim of the husband to the wife also, it takes it with a certain... Um, you know, respect and responsibility on his part, but not to the, the idea that he has to subserviate to her will on things that are unreasonable or, or, or in a controlled way. Either one has this control freak or even just a strong degree of wanting control over a situation and therefore you need to do what I want because of your Anisha Kshayra, you need to do my will or the other way around, you know, as well, that's not healthy. And that's very, very important, you say, to know, you know, and, 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 and very and there are times where, you know, you go to a Rav that and you talk about a situation and he'll clearly explain uh that that, that in the partic- certain particular Ritzainis of the husband, that's it's you're not a, you know, the the fact that you're you're not comfortable with it and it's not, you know, it's not called you're not being not a Ishikshera by um, resisting towards it, but on the other hand, there are many other things where you need to meet halfway, and he needs to meet halfway with you. So, that there is a beautiful shot again, it's not the push up shot of what Eza Ishik Shera Kala Eser Bala means. And a deep shot, which I saw, it's a beautiful shot, is what is an Ishik Shera? 
she is Ise Ritzayn Bala, meaning she creates and she fashions her husband's will to do the right thing. In other words, an Ishak Shera has this inner wisdom, this Bini Yesera, to lift up his Ratzayn, to lift up his ideals, to build him up that he should have healthy Ritzayna's healthy will to do Hashem's Ratzayn, healthy will to behave in the most beautiful way. And the truth is, is in this area, as a woman, as a wife, you set the tone in your home, you set the tone in the bedroom as well. And, and, and again, he has no right to overpower you or to control you. You have no right to overpower and control him. The idea is, is there, the, the, the ruts in here, the will is only when there is a complete acceptance, when your, your, your words and your actions and your body language show that you support him and you respect him, that he supports you and he respects you. When you have that Hagdama first, then you will be ready to su- accept suggestions, um, you know, to extend yourself when you want something, for example, that your husband's not comfortable with, or the other way around, that'll come from a sense of security and openness. Because before that, you have already a relationship where your words and about actions and body language, like we say, support each other, respect each other. Now we're coming from a safe place of trust. Now we could talk about things, okay, we're sometimes not comfortable with what each other wants, whether it's outside the bedroom areas or sexual matters, and now let's try to work midway. Let's have an open, full-hearted, healthy conversation about this. We could try certain things. We'll test it out. We'll see how things go, and we'll work with each other. And that is really important. And not to get discouraged, sometimes couples feel misaligned. They feel, feel, feel that they're not aligned with each other, sometimes in the spiritual area of Ruchnius, of Ashkafa. Sometimes they're aligned in their Tyra ideals in general or in specific, and sometimes they are not in alignment when it comes to their desires in the bedroom and the sexual intimacy. And it, it were, it's the same way. So the key really is, is of course, you follow what Halacha asks of you, and you ask Shilas when you need to ask Shilas of what when one wants something and the other one's not comfortable or they're not sure if it's permitted or whatever it is, they could ask a Shila. But once the Rav gives you guidelines, you know, whatever, not not, but whatever yes is okay, on the okay things that are okay and one or both want it, they work through together with it as they go about it. The idea being also a big yesoid in life is a representing what the Mishkan was. You have the Kaidish HaKadoshim, and then you have the Kaidish, and then you have the Azara. The Azara was the courtyard that was the biggest area. The Kaidish HaKadoshim only had the Aranim there. It was the pure, pure spirituality. It was a place where only the Kayin Gadol went in the Kaidish HaKadoshim, and only Anyan Kippur. That is a small experience that is totally beyond physicality, beyond daily distractions. That's the Kaidish HaKadoshim. Then you have the Kodesh, which is a lower level of Kedusha. Here you have, it's similar like Shabbos, something over the weekdays. Only Kaihanim could go there when they're Tahar, and it has the Menorah there, it has the Shulchan, it has the Lechem Aponim, it has the Mizbeach Azov, where they offer daily Kateris there. It's holy Kodesh work that is subtle and refined and elevated. 
Then you have, and this is the important part of life, in a way the Azara, the third area, is the key to Shlemus, even beyond the Kodesh HaKadoshim in many ways, which is for all Jews in all situations. What is it? It's a, pl- it's a place where they shechted the Karbanais, the washing of the Kaihanim's hands and feet before they did the Avaidah to go into ho- or the Kodesh or Kodesh HaKadoshim, the, to, to get rid of the ashes that were left over from the Menorah and the Mizbeach and the Mizbeach. And this represents this quote-unquote messiness, busyness of life. And, and everyone, every Jew could bring a carbon there and you could transform the physical into something higher. That's the idea of taking the mundane and bringing it higher. Most of us are not in the Madrega of Kaihanim Gedolim or even Kaihanim, and Kaihanim themselves are technically not on the Madrega of Kaihanim often. And we bring Nachas Kadosh Baruch Hu by becoming a Mamleches Kaihanim and a Goy Kadosh, even in the Azara, even in the, in the mundane matters of life, and even in the most physical aspects of life. It's similar to wine. What is wine used for? You could use it for Kiddush. When you use it for Kiddush on Shabbos, a Yontiv, or the Seder night, it is Kiddush. You have a special mitzvah there. Now let's say you use the wine not for Kiddush, but you use it by a Shabbos or Yontiv meal. It's not as high as the wine of Kiddush, but it is still a mitzvah. It has Oynik Shabbos in this wine. Now let's say you want to enjoy a glass of wine on any typical Tuesday evening. If it's kosher, and you make a bracha before, and you make a bracha afterwards, it also elevates you if you use it right, and that also is part of the Avodah Hashem. So is there a difference between drinking wine on a typical Tuesday night versus drinking the wine for Kiddush? Of course there's a big difference. But we know that not every day is Shabbos, not every day is Yontif, and this also applies in Avodah Hashem and in marriage. There's no all-or-nothing thinking. All-or-nothing thinking is a distortion if you learn CBT, cognitive therapy, and those negative thoughts that create anxieties and depression. There's like 10 basic distortions. We started to talk about it a little bit in Rabbi Zelik Pliskin, the Friday Shiurim, when we talk about self-esteem, we brought up, we brought up um, the idea of CBT as well. This is one of the distortions, to think all-or-nothing ways. I'm not the type, I'm not holy, period. You can't go all the way up, so I'm going to go all the way down. People have these mentalities, and we need to know that this idea in Avodas Hashem does not apply. It's, the, it's a tactic of the Yetzirah to say, it's not for you. This is not for you. The holiness is not for you. Because you feel short, and you feel not perfect, and you feel that you can't reach the toenails of certain people that seem more elevated, so you throw the whole thing out. Because all or nothing, if I can't be that, if I can't be a Rosh Hashiva, then I might as well not learn. If I can't uh, learn uh, uh, as good as the other person, or if I can't do this, I won't even learn a Mishnah. Those type of all-or-nothing thinkings is not healthy. So the idea is, is we need to know and be honest with ourselves. We don't live in a picture-perfect life. We have struggles. We have challenges. We have, and there's so many things that happen in life to all of us. We're in our family. Chronic illness, infertility, um, struggling with Parnassa, Shalom Bayis needs some help, child with special needs, so many different things that could, it's a Nisiyanis, there are real Nisiyanis that could wear us down and drain away our happiness, and we need to really work and realize there's no all or nothing thinking, 
And by learning that, we could infuse specialness in our daily lives and in our marriages and in our intimate life. The idea of the Kaidish HaKadoshim, the husband and wife, the Karuvim on top of the Orin, impacts everything else. And we cannot, we have to be careful because the first thing that falls in the wayside when we have stresses in life very often is physical intimacy. Sometimes it's a, it's a physical illness, sometimes um, they're, 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 we, we, because of stress, our empathy level is down, we val- our validation is down, our patience is down, our positive reinforcement is down, sometimes it's a lower libido gets us down, re- emotional pain gets us down, and so on and so forth. But it's very important that all of these things, no matter what, should not put an end to the healthy physical intimacy, the sexuality, the lovemaking, has to continue, needs to be strengthened. And you talk to a Rav or, or, on, on, on when, you know, you, how to do this and how to keep that strong, even with whatever challenges come your way. Now, when it comes to things, if you suspect that either you or your husband has certain types of addictions, then you go to a marriage counselor and through the guidance of a Rav and work through whatever those addictions may be. I have to say very often, because I've come across this, is sometimes um, people assume that someone has a sexual addiction because they're very, you know, their head's into it a lot. And it may not be a sexual addiction. There's usually something underlying it. And it is not necessarily an addiction. So we can't, if you suspect that one of you has that type of addiction or other types of addiction, one needs to go to a professional to get behind it and see if it really is. Sometimes it's a phase that they get out of um, by just working on certain things and they're not an addict at at all. And very often people get this notion that they are even when they're not, and that's not healthy either. You need the objective, healthy um, analysis to to go through this. So anyone who has these type of issues where they suspect there may be a form of addiction or OCD type of thing, they go to a professional about it, but don't assume it on your own. But of course, you need to go there. So the idea behind it also, and this is the thing that we need to learn and we need to work with, is our Kaddish Baruch Hu, is the one who arranges all the circumstances of our lives. And he gives us the ability to succeed. Now, we again, it's not all or nothing thinking. He doesn't always expect us to get an 100. Sometimes it's good enough to get a 85, a 75, sometimes barely passing. But it doesn't have to be perfect. Hashem doesn't ask you more than what you're capable of doing. But if we are humble and honest and determined, we could rise above these pitfalls and elevate ourselves. Don't beat ourselves up, but nevertheless also push ourselves somewhat to reach that higher heights. Part of it is recognizing Ashkacha Pratis of the individual Nisyanis in our lives, because we all experience emotional turmoil that could derail us. And therefore, it's very, very important that despite whatever difficulties we are facing, we need to prioritize time for each other outside the bedroom and in the bedroom both to find time that are a miklat as best as we could. That helps with that concept of the bracha that was talked about, the binyan adayad, right? That the binyan adayad is not is one aspect, is having children. And again, here we talked about, I'm sorry, the saistasis of the simcha, integrating the simcha, the kibbutz banel, the teicha b'simcha. 
the idea of simcha, the idea of, of going, being happy. And part of it, by the way, is the sameach bechelkai. When you're happy with your lot, that's the opposite of perfectionism. The opposite of perfectionism, which is unhealthy, is to be happy with your lot, yeh mashayyeh. And that helps a lot. So, may HaKadosh Baruch Hu help that we should learn these concepts and adapt them and work with each other. And the key really is, if there seems to be a misalignment in any area of married life, including the sexual area of married life, to work with each other with respect, with a love, with an understanding. And these things generally very much iron itself out. Each one, in the, from a place of respect and trust, uh, are able to go through that and become more elevated and the love deepens between a husband and wife when they work through these areas, when they come out on the other side and they work through these areas and they thrive. Brochen <laughs> atzlacha.